to the Reader Copy Recap. It is Monday, December 6th. That is right. You are joining us for episode three of Hawkeye. The episode title this time around is called Echoes. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel, but the director for these for this episode it's two directors two directors oh, yeah. double, double D okay um, Bert and Bertie <laughs> so it's the same person no it's two uh, I think they're female British writers I think I've heard of the names before now okay don't be confused with the Sesame Street um, roommates Bert and Ernie roommates yeah. quote unquote roommates they, they, they literally sleep in the same room it's it's New York I mean it, it's expensive yeah okay <laughs> I'm just saying there could be a different relationship there. Well, I'm just saying I don't want to put labels on anything. Okay. I just know they sleep in the same room, so they're that, roommates. That's fine. All right. All right. <laughs> Sometimes they take baths together. I don't know. <laughs> Save water. Water's expensive. <laughs> it is. The episode is written by uh, Katie Matthewson and Tanner Bean. And cool. I will say uh, this is my favorite episode so far, even though there's only three. And I think uh, even in the future next three, this is still going to be my favorite episode. It was really dang good. I'm not sure if it's my favorite. I do think... I think it is better than the second. I don't know if it's better than the first. For in my in my opinion, I feel like this episode had everything. Yeah, it kind of did, huh? Oh, yeah. Some it, hearts. I some felt like action. it also held the best of all the first three episodes so far. I think it's the best one. You said that already. I know. I'm trying to convince you that it is. Uh, you know, I think I yeah, I agree with myself. Yeah. Yes, you believe me, so you think the same as me. I'm just saying that you're wrong. No, because <laughs> you like episode three more. <laughs> It's pretty dang I'll, I'll admit it. Uh, okay, you convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, what I learned is Hawkeye, the show in general, yeah, takes place like a year after Endgame. Oh, that that okay, that close. Yeah. Okay. But um, this episode starts off in 2007. That's right. We start off with a uh, little Maya Lopez mm-hmm. Echo as she's still growing up. I think she's born deaf. If, if I'm just I, mistaken, yeah, I don't know. Um, she's definitely deaf here in this regular public school and it seems like the teacher either doesn't care or doesn't know she has the whole class to teach it's just hard to Mm -hmm. focus on one person it just seems like from her point of view the teacher doesn't care yeah because she's upset that she's like not paying attention whatever but then when she looks at her work like it's all done and correct it looks like she's a smart cookie she can figure out the paperwork right right the homework then we see her at home with her dad dad's like seems like a really good dad because he cares about the daughter they're doing like shadow puppets and he's playing with her but they're also, she's also asking, like, I thought I was going to go to, like, you know, a special school, a school for the deaf the right. kids like me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why? What happened? They just, I think they don't have the money, possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the case. I think there's something else going on mm-hmm. that they can, if, I don't know if they get afforded or not, but just she can't go and she has to learn to walk in both worlds. Right. Yeah. The Netflix world and the Disney Plus world. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think you're on point. I, I, the, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this episode yeah. for that. We're going to get into each one as they come down. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a touching moment with a, a, a good father teaching a daughter right. you know, how it has to be this difficult situation. Yeah. And he's saying like, um, I have to like work, whatever, and I might be gone for a while. So your uncle is going to take care of you for a while. Watch over you. Yes. And that was uh, when they were doing like karate, right? Karate class. Right. Yeah. So... She's like, how am I going to be able to like stay up and compete with these people? He's like, you got to watch and you got to copy and see what they do. Uh, you got to multitask. You got to be a master of tasking, of taskmaster. She's like, you know, you know taskmaster? Just to straight up say. <laughs> Just do that. You have to be an echo of them. <laughs> 
So I didn't put that together. I honestly, I just thought what? like, oh, just it just makes sense. She has to watch. It's all she can. How she picks stuff up. Yeah. I didn't get that. That's like a Easter egg to her like character in the comics. Oh my god, uh, I'm dense sometimes. Jeez, huh? uh, gotta live in two worlds, man. <laughs> and she's in that like karate class or whatever. She sees like the biggest kids taking on everybody. Uh-huh. And also, this is where we like she has like a prosthetic leg. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, but she's watches him how he's doing it she's able to counter it and then jump forward to when she's an adult now and she's still kicking butt she's like kicking butt at this uh like mma type fight yeah. now and again she's being they think she's not a real fight but she tuts, puts this guy on the ground right like knocking him out even with the metal leg right and she's just growing up to be a badass in right. the, the hard life she's had ready i think she uh, kind of knows what her dad does now I think so too. Yeah. yeah, she's got some edge to her, so maybe mm-hmm. she she knows she's experiencing that world to herself. She goes to the shop. I don't know if you know the shop is called the Fat Man's Body Shop or something like that. Is that a callback or? A... Well, it's Fat Man. There's a really big guy that owns it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know that the dad was seemed kind of skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then as she approaches the, the shop, we see Ronan just laying waste to all of the people in there. Chop and chop, right yeah. here, <laughs> cutting these guys up yep. as they're going down. She runs in kind of scared just to find her own father bleeding out yeah. in front of her. Wearing a tracksuit. Oh, good point. Yeah, he was wearing that earlier. I think it's yeah, it's his it's thing. Like he works for them or something. Yeah. yeah. I think he started the, the look too, probably. <laughs> So now I, I do. F- she has to say goodbye to him. Yeah, I do want to say this guy. I knew him throughout this whole like scene of we seeing this this mm-hmm. father figure. I know him as an actor from a show, Reservation Dogs. Yeah, I know that show. I, I liked his character in that. He's pretty funny. It's a different kind of character. Yeah, he was like an idiot cop. Yeah. that was always caught by the kids. <laughs> pretty funny. I like seeing his face though. Um, so he dies. Yeah. Then <laughs> now she has to kind of like be in charge of this new gang, which is the tracksuit mafia. And we kind of get like little hints of like who's really in charge. Like she's now the right hand person to the big boss. The big boss. Her dad was, she took her dad's place pretty much. Top general, right? Yeah. In the whole gang. Mm-hmm. Do you think she holds ASL classes every Friday or something so that no because the rest of the crew doesn't seem to understand yeah yeah i don't think so either (laughs) jump to where we left off in the last episode at kb toys i I didn't know it was a kb toys did you know that i did not know that i love seeing that because uh, i like going there uh, when i was younger around when you were younger they had uh, pokemon cards there was like pretty good deals there i thought they closed before you were into that i might have been going there later than i should have been like i'm still playing with pokemon cards (laughs) all right um and then uh let's see clint and kate they're like tied up on these like uh, you know those quarter machine merry-go-rounds merry-go-round things yeah yeah, yeah. and uh we kind of get more of like kate's attitude because she's talking to one of the tracksuit guys and he's yeah. complaining about his girlfriend he she's more personable right like it, yeah. to get the idea that clint is the cold one mm-hmm. kate is the one that can is a people person right and i think she's like uh figured out there's you have to work with people sometimes yeah yeah echo comes out and she's asking about Ronan because she knows Ronan killed her dad right yeah he's, she's salty yeah she's like where's Ronan whoever Ronan is you guys are connected to them I, I'm gonna kill that person 
But then Hawkeye was like, don't, it's not Kate, so don't go after her. She just put on the suit by mistake. And the real Ronan's actually dead already. And a Black Widow was the one that killed her, mm-hmm. him. So just a perfect story to, to brush it under the rug, right? right? Let's get past this. Yeah. He's trying to like hide the fact that it's him, of course. Yeah, definitely. And uh, also because Black Widow's dead, they can't question her about it either. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, ha, uh, you can't really get the re- real truth. That's right. That's right. And uh, it's kind of a big like distraction. Like they, she, mm-hmm. Maya actually gets in, in Kate's face, right? And like, yeah, she thinks it's her. Like yeah. straight up, that's Ronan sitting there in front of her mm-hmm. and like almost chokes her out a bit. Yeah. Um, Clint is able to like cut away from the, the tape that he's tied up in. That's right. And he starts like this whole like escape plan while Kate is still tied up. And he's like, I'll come back for you. Just be ready. Right. And, and he's like running around. And it's this whole like, um, like the whole tracksuit mafia is like chasing him. And he's like running in through like the shelves. Right. Yeah. He like makes like a big loop just to get away from them yeah. and goes back around going for his bow and arrow. Yeah. And there's this where he like trampolines into like the room above oh does he but it's like it's like barely a jump (laughs) (laughs) well he he knows what he needs to jump it's like the trampoline helped him a foot higher yeah (laughs) it wasn't like a big like somersault or anything it was a kid's trampoline yeah i think so yeah it's not gonna launch a fully grown man Mm -hmm. uh but he got to his bow and arrow and as he's like fighting it with maya right Mm -hmm. they get up and close in these this like brawl he swings back a bit and like locks her into the wall with like two arrows to her yeah. neck that was a good shot and then he does there's a lot of like slow-mo shots with hawkeye mm-hmm. where he like does like a flip and shoots an arrow hits the one of the tracksuit guys in the neck and with the same arrow like rips the tape that's kate is tied up in and free she's mirror. like free mm-hmm. yeah so they run outside uh and they there i thought it was gonna be like the comics where they get into the dodge charger the nice one yeah uh the challenger but uh He's like, no, I, I don't want to ruin that car, right? Like, he respects the car too much. What did he get into? Like, a Crown Royale or yeah, something, something s- old? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just a difference of, like, um, Clint in the comics and Clint in the in the show. What, he's a little bit older, he respects it? Yeah. He's okay. like, in the show, he's almost like, I'm too old for this kind of Clint. I guess so. Right? I mean, I think he's more, it's more responsible. Okay. I think that's what it is. Yeah. He doesn't want to ruin the the car of these lovely gentle, <laughs> tracksuit gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the this is the best part of the episode is the whole chase scene. It, oh, yeah. It's the same in the comics, but it, it's there's a cooler stuff in it, I think. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's really intense, the, like the cinematography here. We're yeah. in the middle, we're in the backseat, basically, mm-hmm. of this car as they're skirting around the, the city and the tracksuits are in these like vans trying to chase them down. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Clint's ear hearing aid oh, that's right. was like damaged, so he can't even really communicate with Kate. Kate is like, yeah, I, I, let me use your arrows, right? She's trying to use her his arrows, but she's like, he's like, you can't use this one, you can't use this one yeah it's too dangerous it's too dangerous right all the f- the regular ones are gone mm-hmm. and then um she shoots an arrow and it, it hits the the truck that they're chasing him in and it makes like this like ivan ooze blob thing play-doh smears all over their window so they can't see yeah yeah a lot of like trick arrows are surprises there's a suction cup arrow in there yeah. that doesn't do anything and then they go through like a christmas tree lot oh, and yeah. they shoot she shoots an arrow that shoots out several more like cables and pulls all these christmas trees around it so now their truck is like covered in Christmas trees. Yeah, totally. Like they're, they're just bandaged up in these trees. There's one shot where she just straight up shoots an arrow and the van explodes. Yeah. She killed like four people just now, it's right? exploding arrow. She killed people. Like she doesn't release. She's not going through it. She's not feeling it. She's like, oh, I'm a hero now. I killed four people. <laughs> I didn't believe that. They get to um, the bridge and there's traffic. So they're kind of stuck, right? That's right. And the tracks of mafias, they're, they're making their way closer to them. 
So he has to like get this arrow. He gives one to Kate and he's like, shoot up and like make it land on them. Right? Go overhead. Right. And he has this special arrow. And I thought this is the coolest part. This is not, yeah. I don't think, in the comic book, uh, Hawkeye comic book. I'll give you that. Yeah. But when I saw the show, I was like, this is tight. The arrow goes overhead over the van. He shoots that arrow mm-hmm. with a pin particle arrow and it goes gigantic. Yeah. It goes really huge cool. and just stomps their, their van. What is the, um, I, I guess it's a different formula, but the ratio of like how big something gets. Because like the arrow was like the size of the bridge. When it was done. When it was done, yeah. right? Like it was super big, right? But Ant-Man in Civil War, when he grew big, he was also like the size of, I would say like the size of the bridge. Maybe close. I don't know if it's the size of the bridge, but yeah, pretty dang big. You're saying the ratio is off from the logic we've been given. I'm just saying like, I don't know if, if there's a fixed ratio or if it's a variable, like how much Pim Parkle they give it. I think it's what you ask Hank for, the concoction you okay. want at the time. What, right. what can fit also in the arrowhead? Mm-hmm. It seems like it grew pretty dang big. Yeah, because if it was, if Ant-Man was holding it when he was giant man, it would be more like a spear. Yeah, not like a, just a small arrow. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. Questioning the, the logic. I think it's pretty impressive nonetheless. It's pretty dang cool, right? <laughs> yeah. It smacked down on there. Uh, does he just hand these out like pin particles? Does he just give them to every, and you want to put it in your blasters, Black Widow? You want to, just, I don't know. Isn't there some logistics? Like Hank does not like giving this out. They saved the world. Yeah, it's just what they're like goodie bags. You take I'm one. Just saying, like, take one on, at, at Tony's funeral. Like, take can one I have on your way one out. One arrow, pinball arrow, please. I saved world. I, I saved the universe. Can I have one, please? All right. <laughs> We come to know he doesn't like being a hero at the end of the day, but yeah. whatever, whatever. Uh, also noted here, the return of the USB arrow. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw it in live action, I thought it was even more ridiculous than the What If series. Are you serious? Yeah, because I was like, what if, I get it, it's a cartoon, but now it's like, it's literally just a USB on the arrow. <laughs> so I think they're drunk from real life. I like that. <laughs> It like smacks the the big like the general yeah. uh, Russian guy in the stomach, right? Yeah. I liked how the guy next to him like screamed out. Yeah, it's like no. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> and then they run down and grab the suction cup arrow again. So when they jump off the bridge and like swing under into the subway, they use that to stay on the the train. Yeah, like so that, suction cup to it. Kate's like, oh, that's what it's for. Nice, nice. It's not useless. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess they get on the train eventually. I don't know. Yeah. At the next station, maybe they just dropped off. And then there's a little quick scene of Kate trying to say, we should walk the dog. And it's funny how Clint's like, you know, we should walk the dog. Yeah. You know, like talking over. Totally just doesn't hear anything she's saying. I like that scene. What's the next scene? I think the next scene is uh, they get to her aunt's like apartment again. That's right. Yeah. Clint still can't hear anything at all. Still the hearing aid is broken. Yeah. And he gets a phone call from, he thinks it's his wife, but it's actually his little son. Right. And Kate has to like interpret for him. Yeah. This is a really touching scene. Yeah. About how the the son, like he wants his dad there for Christmas, but he also understands like he's a superhero. So if he can't make it, it's a sacrifice. But of course, Clint, it's like killing him that he can't be there. It sucks. And it's also, Kate sees what she kind of missed out on with a right. good father as, as you know, her, her died earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Did he though? Did he though? Okay. You think <laughs> what? He, he just got plastic surgery and he is? Did he though? Jack Duquesne? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have some theories, but I'll bring it up at the end. All right. I want I'll bring it up at the end of the series when I know if I'm right or wrong. I took you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, they go to, uh, I believe it's like Chinatown to get... To go to a diner? <laughs> to, well, they, they yeah, go yeah. to a doctor to get the hearing aid fixed, right? That's right. And then um, they go to a diner. This is also my favorite scene in this in this episode. Why? Um, for... 
for nerdy re- not not comic book reasons or story reasons but like uh camera nerd reasons the focus on each other's faces the both of them yeah i think they use an anamorphic lens here to really <sighs> compress the background but still be up close this is an audio podcast let's uh, just I, it's about you have to watch the episode i guess all right um this scene is uh she draws it may be uncomfortable how close we were to both of them and like get the focus on them <laughs> yeah i don't want to be this close in real life yeah that's an anamorphic lens for you gross uh, I'll explain how that works later, but dang it, uh, she's drawing like a costume for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the real nerdy stuff. Yeah, and it's from the comic book costume. Pretty, I, I, I agree with Clint. It's ridiculous, but it's classic. She's making up on the spot. How's it classic? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there was a nod to that costume in the LARPing episode? How so? Where where was it? It was in the background, but somebody oh. had like because you know LARPing is like you homemade costume. It looked like the Hawkeye thing. Like he had an H on his helmet and stuff. Was it purple or just like the it was look? Like in dark different- purple. Purple, okay so it's hard to see like it looks like in the background it looked like black or something okay but there's behind the scenes photos of the guy up close and it was like a hawkeye costume straight up looked like it yeah did it look like it could fit for the mcu style no it it's was just it's dumb. fit for the larping costume <laughs> that makes sense okay okay <laughs> keep that there yeah kate's just saying she wants to be here this is actually her dream yeah to meet hawkeye be under his tutelage mm-hmm. right um but clint is like this is a hard life you, you lose out on things yeah he, while he's got a whole family going on but yeah, he, i guess he can't, can't be with you sacrifice your family they're constantly in danger they're gone for five years you're gonna get dusted you're gonna get a vacation then yeah you're gonna get a haircut and tattoos <laughs> you get to go to japan yeah they have great sushi pretty good yeah get yeah, to wear a cool costume yeah maybe it's pretty good all right you gotta be convinced <laughs> He's starting to say, like, I'm not a role model. Yeah. There's also a little note about Maya's boss. So there is someone above her that they talk yeah. about. like, And he knows. Ready. So I think Clint knows about this boss, this bigger guy, and knows, like, how dangerous he is. Yeah. I think that's why he's also trying to get her out of the picture, right? Yeah. Keep her safe. Yeah, totally. Okay. I think maybe this is, like, the crew he battled before and can never defeat. So that's why they're still around. Maybe, yeah. So, like, that's pretty mm-hmm. hard, a big team to, to take down right yeah um so the next plan is to sneak into the penthouse of the mom because she's mm-hmm. got some security files from her company yep and so they kind of do they just i mean it's her mom's place it's, yeah it's not hard to get anything she's like trying to hack the computer but eventually she's like logged off and it, when she's trying to get deeper into the files for that one tracksuit guy like it wouldn't let her and she got like denied access that's right uh kazi kazimarak yeah character from the, the this line of comic books so mm-hmm. uh, uh easter egg there or maybe to come in the story uh something Relates to Sloan Limited, right? Yeah. So whatever that is, I don't is. know. Yeah, that's gonna be connected somehow. Yeah, totally. And then Clint's making away this sweet ass penthouse. It's huge. It's yeah, awesome too. And a sword comes to his neck. It's the Ronin sword. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. it is. It is the Ronin it's sword. Cool. And of course, it that is Jack there yeah. with his freaking mustache. And it cuts to black, like end of episode. Do you think Jack and Clint have a past? Oh, I don't think so. No, they're not going to connect them. No, I think it was just uh, this roundabout way to bring swordsman, quote unquote, into yeah. the storyline, but not really a past with Clint. Okay. Who I do think has a past is, okay, if we're saying it now, it's Kingpin, right? Yeah, Kingpin. I think uh, maybe Kate's dad, before he died, maybe his money troubles was because of Kingpin. Like extorting him or extorting they got together? Or- like, yeah, he, he owes him something now or something like that. Okay, yeah. Um. Well, if 
the Bishop company was between both parents. Like yeah. the mom didn't start after he died. Something with security and kingpin, maybe. Yeah, know. maybe that's how he's rich later. Like, does he take over the Bishop like company later? Maybe. And also like the mom figures out that she has to like bend to kingpin. Yeah. And is like working with him after the, the father's dead. Right. And so they're in cahoots. And Kate doesn't know this, that her mom's into like some dirty stuff. Right. Dark yeah. stuff. Yeah. She definitely is. So just the way she acts. She's freaking Vera Farmiga. Yeah. I don't, you, don't you don't cast her. her. You don't cast her for an honest role. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, but overall, my favorite episode so far, I love how we got to know uh, Maya Lopez's character. Yeah. So that way, when we see her as an adult going after Clint, it's justified, kind of. Mm-hmm. And also, like, because she's getting her own show, it's not like she's a villain. I don't think she's going to be a villain forever. Okay. I could see that. Maybe she's just misguided right now. She right. has a skill set to be a hero. Yeah. Uh, what they did with, like, her hearing issues, right, with, with those scenes... Mm-hmm. It was pretty. It gave like gravity to the to the scenario, right? Yeah. It gave like a real sense of fear in her, I guess, as being a young kid. I don't know. Sure, yeah. I'm wondering if that could be an issue issue for a whole show to go on, like, or she has needs an interpreter each time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But my guess by the end of the this series, and then moving on to her own series, yeah, she is gonna don the Ronin costume. Okay, she'll she'll she's Why? the new Ronin. That's a lot of trouble to sign up for. If there if there are still other people that Ronan went after and are alive and out here working in the streets. I think I think um, she's going to learn that Wilson Fisk, um, Kingpin, mm-hmm. was the reason her dad died because they forced him to do stuff that he didn't want to do, like illegal stuff. So then when Ronan went after him and he killed him, she realized that, oh, it's Kingpin that did that. So now I'm going to take down Kingpin and Kingpin's worst enemy is Ronan. I'm going to be Ronan. Okay. You know, that honestly sounds a lot like the Daredevil backstory. Replace Kingpin with like a, a different gangster whatever and like sure. his father their father yeah. was in cahoots with the enemy like a bad villain right yeah. so that's kind of similar there's only like four or five origin stories that's true <laughs> who's dying right? yeah. somebody's gotta die yeah your parents are dead so you're super. that's pretty much all of the origin stories your planet died go be a superhero yeah you found some ooze yeah you're superhero you got bit by something you're a superhero uh huh <laughs> Mix, mix and match, you know? It's like, choose your own story. <laughs> yeah. Mix those together. Uh, do you think possibly these are just all just Easter eggs, the kingpin stuff, and the person that, you know, pinched her cheek in the beginning is just Jack Duquesne, and the no. chuckle sounds possibly similar? No. Yeah. It did sound a lot like Vincent no. D'Onofrio. No. Uh, it's gotta be Kingpin Just because of The character from the comics Backstory Yeah And a lot of the what The comics uh, She's directly connected To Kingpin um, The guy had fat thumbs Alright yeah. <laughs> It's Kingpin Maybe Jack figured it out He had to go to diet right no. <laughs> It's a different complexion <laughs> Um, what, uh, so remember how they said they sold Stark Tower? Yes, we've talked about and this. I, and I said like I think Kingpin bought the tower. Yeah. And then in the auction, they're trying to steal the watch. Yeah, sure. Okay. I bet that watch is actually like going to unlock something in Stark Tower that Wilson Fisk wants, like Iron Man data or something like that, and that could lead to armor wars or something. You're saying like something in the basement yeah. that Tony locked in there, like some national treasure type stuff in the back of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. You need this watch to activate the invisible ink to read it. 
<laughs> Electronic mm-hmm. invisible ink. Exactly. Right. That's how he's going to be rich. <laughs> to get to his, his armor. He could, again, that's a lot of money to be made by selling off Stark tech. Right? Yeah. Arc reactor right. ability or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty sure that's why he wants a watch. And he hired the, he got the tracksuit mafia to break in there to seal a watch. Um, and the watch was also, I believe, it was like golden red, so it looked like Iron Man. Yes, his motif. Yeah, so, I, I can believe it's Tony's, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure about it, like locking away something. My my guess is that key, that watch actually unlocks something in Stark Tower. Okay, it just looked like a regular watch too. I'm wondering yeah. what that's something Tony would do though. Was like sneak yeah. it into regular old stuff. Yeah. Do you think we actually see Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin like substantially, or is it just gonna be like the final scene of the episode or of the season or something? Oh, in this show, um, I think there are going to keep us biting at the the bit for this one yeah because why not like that's going to keep us on toes um with these disney plus shows they'll like to draw it out as far as revealing the villain it's actually mephisto is is, is her uncle oh yeah that's it yes yes Damn. you're all wrong <laughs> but i think um they'll say that for something later yeah really see we've already had a lot of him too if it is do you think it's vincent d'onofrio or it's just a different kingpin well if we get charlie cox as Daredevil, you yeah. got Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Is they're I feel like they're both the best version of the characters that we've seen on on screen. Yeah. So like, get both of them. Ben was not bad. Okay, right. <laughs> um, would it be weird to have one of them and not both? As far as getting the, the actors, would it be weird? We Charlie Cox was not in, I and mean, we got Vincent D'Onofrio. It's honestly it's weird that we're getting them at all. If we do, yeah. So just lean into it. Get both. Get all of them. Get get Iron Fist. Get Luke Cage. Get Jessica Jones. Get all of them we don't have to <laughs> get get all of them get um uh the both fantastic four casts put them in both there. of yeah, them both of them yeah michael b jordan <laughs> yep just have him play all of the roles michael b jordan and chris evans oh, play the same character and they're like two of the biggest stars in hollywood and they both played like one of the, like the worst superhero movies it's like the same yeah. character but maybe if you next time you're destined to get a superhero movie after that yeah great you know, one. that's the right role it's like a yeah it's like a reverse curse <laughs> It's a gift. I don't know. So you got to pay your dues. Yeah, you got to pay your dues. Yeah, but I think I think we will see Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Wilson Fisk. I think Echo will become a hero by the end of the series, and because of Spider Man No Way Home, Charlie Cox will also appear as Daredevil. Maybe not in this series, maybe in the Echo series, but I I do think Daredevil that whole cast and story is back. Okay, uh, which I was very against it before, but now I was like, let's do it. Now you just heard the chuckle. You're like, I'm happy that he's back. This works. <laughs> This is t- his interpretation was so like decisive like he made a decision with mm. his role of, as kingpin yeah right and it's like it's also doesn't look like the guy you've seen in what is he in ncis what's the mm. show that so, he's on uh, is it law and order or suv new york cop show? yeah i don't know which one it whatever is. it is la law this is, this is the best thing i think he's done maybe as uh, as as kingpin yeah because i can't pick up anything else he was in that one cowboy movie and that was his character might be the best part of that movie but I didn't like it that much. <laughs> he was like ridiculous in that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like I like how they built up Maya Lopez so far. Mm-hmm. But again, the the difficulty of communication. I'm not sure she can hold old and show. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see I, I, I like your idea now. It's just a, a 
fake name for a show, just a pseudonym, a cover up for a Daredevil show. Yeah, because it, because <laughs> of the difficulty of of making a show around that. And also, like if you just made a show now that you want to announce, it's called a Daredevil. Kind of spoils any possible like surprise, right? Before then, here too, right? Kingpin, yeah. they're so much tied together, both yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I did like her uh, so far, like the way they. It's kind of a mirror of Kate's story in the beginning of the movie of right. the show, where mm-hmm. it's like her growing up and what motivates her to do what she does why she tries so hard it's weird that they're both motivated by the same person but for opposite things yeah. one's motivated by revenge one's inspired to be a hero yeah yeah and I mean, it's the same person that was doing stuff they don't know it either yeah yeah right now she thinks she's motivated by kate because she thinks she's she's ronin do you think kate knows hawkeye is ronin because in the diner she's like no you know who it is you're just protecting her identity do you think she is alluding to like i know it's you no i think she's oblivious to that the way um she's kind of new to all this stuff i don't think yeah. she would think it's him she'll be I shocked think later if she oh yeah that's interesting that's this gonna be a big moment but when she right now she's like inspired so much by him yeah to learn that he was a murderer a bloodthirsty yeah. murder i mean she's kind of a murderer now as she blew up that van yeah i know so there's no turning back yeah i guess she's <laughs> she's gonna get that vacation to japan finally <laughs> um yeah i i I don't know, like, there's still some surprises left that I think would be game changers for the series. What is there? Because, I mean, like, um, Yelena Belova still has to appear. Yes, I think we've seen um, shots of her in, like, a mask, right? It looks like... Splinter Cell. (laughs) It looks like um, Night Monkey from Spider-Man. Straight up, same look. I try not to watch those because I want to see the episode. It accidentally hit me on social media. But it also kind of sucks that we're already, like, halfway done with the season and really... It's only been like two weeks. Yeah, that's a bummer. There's really only six episodes. You're sure? I think there's only six episodes. Yeah. Okay. I hope they extend it out and realize they've made too much. No. <laughs> I think because they want to end like right at New Year's. Like that's the final episode is right after, right before New Year's Eve or whatever. It might be the shortest, but might be the best show then if it's like just so short and sweet. Scott, what is delivering? Because I mean, like, I think that's what they want is six episodes for all of them. Um, They're, most of them are longer, right? Aren't they all no, the other ones longer? Falcon Winter Soldier is only six. It was? WandaVision, I think they intended it to be six but and then seven. they split it up because they wanted to split it up with each like time frame of, of, of show that they were copying really okay yeah. and then loki i think loki was the only one that was long i think that was nine yeah okay yeah and and what if was long because that's a freaking cartoon anthology yeah yeah that too but i think for these live action shows they just really want them to be like extended movies they never call them shows they always call them limited series when they first released yeah because i think um that has to do with award stuff what they're competing with or they yeah. what, what do you mean when you, what's their competing like what are limited series there's separate categories for limited series and shows yeah so like yeah. what what else is there for like limited series like could they be competing with like an hbo chernobyl that's a limited series okay yeah okay i i mean like band of brothers was like a limited series yeah. right yeah. whereas like succession or game of thrones those are shows right season by season yeah they're unlimited series <laughs> A Loki's a series then is a show because it's having a second season. Yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I, that's how they categorize it. I'm wondering if Hawkeye could have potential for a second season following Kate. Mostly, I could see that. And would we want it? I would want it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If, I do like her uh, follow-up comic book that we did read part of it. Yeah, but I don't. It's not as great as the Fraction. It's good. It's not as great. I, I think it's still gonna be worth making if they decide to do it because um, Haley Steinfeld is uh, like gonna be. A star i think i think so too but again
again, she's going to be in all of the movies, like here and now, I think. I think she's going to be pretty big. We'll see. In the MCU world. Do you think we see any other characters show up in the series, like by the end? Do you think we'll get any, like, of the newer stuff? Like, do you think She Hulk? Oh, from the related stuff. Note of She Hulk or or Moon Knight? Hmm, what could work? Uh, Well, Moon Knight is a mercenary at the start. Maybe he's hired by Kingpin for some reason to go to to Egypt. Mm -hmm. That could be some type of relation. Yeah. She Hulk. I mean, are they the same time? She's in LA and then they're in New York right now. Yeah, and I don't know when She Hulk takes place. It might be pre Endgame. Yeah. What if, I mean, could it lead into just having Bruce Banner around for some reason? Because, I mean, I don't know. Clint and Bruce are friends, right? Yeah. They're okay with each other. I only ask because, like, there's always seems to be surprises uh, that I don't expect. Like in Falcon Winter Soldier, I knew Zemo was in it, but that I didn't connect the dots that, like, Dora Malaja would show up because of him. And because of uh, uh, Bucky. Yeah. And relation. now they're against Bucky because he's the one that let Zemo free. Yeah. So I sometimes I forget to connect, keep continuing to connect the dots to other MCs, to other characters for them to show up so if they're like mashing Madame Mask yeah. and the mom character there could be some type of connection there what are some Madame Mask that, is I there, don't know <laughs> is, that, is she ahead of Hydra or AIM I think it's Hydra right no because then there's like Madame Hydra also oh, okay okay she's a she's like a leader of one of those yeah I think Freaking Madame forget. Hydra is Viper right and those are separate characters I think Madame uh, Hydra is like a working title yeah it's like a position it can, it can move around yeah I think Viper was once Madame Hydra but Madame Mask is a totally separate she's just her, always the same character yeah, yeah. but I think she, she is leading one of those organizations I, for, I honestly forget there's too many of them and they're kind of faceless I think they're it's just her own because her henchmen always look like Abercrombie models yeah take that from our <laughs> from our episode on, on Hawkeye that was a pretty fun one but I think those are like his, her henchmen like they're like also her butlers like they hang around the house yeah they're not she just wants pretty boys yeah I mean you're rich <laughs> yeah. you, you could kind of uh-huh. <laughs> afford that yeah alright well that's that's the third episode of Hawkeye. Yeah, <laughs> tangent there. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see Meta Mask in the, in the future episodes. Oh, yeah, maybe she'll don the mask. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And uh, you won't want to miss it if that happens. Just be sure to follow the Reader Copy Podcast. We drop the recap episode every Monday and the regular podcast episodes on Wednesdays. That's right. Keep track of that. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. We're going to keep chugging along talking about Hawkeye. All right, we'll be back next week uh, with episode four. Do you have an outro for now? Oh. Ooh, I like to think that I'm made out of gingerbread. Do you know that part? That was no. that was the uh, the end of the the end credits. They played like a Christmas song. It was really fun. Take a peek at that. If you guys want good song? No, you don't have to. All right, see you guys. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>